0: This is the Healthcare Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. No industry, including sick care, can be fixed from inside. Instead, they've responded to external stimuli. For every one hour that they spend on patient care, the thing that got them interested in medicine to begin with, they're spending up to two hours on EHR data entry. Saying a lot of
1: great things, particularly around the ability to predict things that clinicians and consumers care about.
0: Inhale, exhale. Time for your healthy dose. Hello everyone, I'm your host Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. The concepts of absenteeism and presenteeism are some of the most difficult to traverse as a business owner. How much do they really cost a company, and how can you as a business owner remain understanding but realistic? Usually these conversations revolve around personal sickness or diseases, but a more hidden cause of consistent employee attendance issues comes from senior care. In 2015, almost 35 million Americans had to care for an elderly family member alone. And though working caregivers are resilient in their dual roles, employees are losing days of work time to care for seniors. This is encouraging not only more elder care services in employee benefit programs, but it's pushing the senior care industry to slow down the inevitable aging process for their patients, keeping their caregivers in mind. In this podcast, we're joined by Dr. Doug Beach, CEO of the Western Reserve Area Agency on Aging, or WRAAA, who gives insight on how to solve the issues of absenteeism and presenteeism, as well as details the importance of social, intellectual, and physical activities for seniors. All right, Doug, great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Great to have you on here. And i'm looking forward to jumping into this main topic of absenteeism versus presenteeism and really looking at how it's costing employers a lot and uh basically looking at at the way that these two subjects uh, affect social and physical and intellectual care for our seniors so let's just jump in from a broad perspective first and give me a rundown on you know since since you've been in the industry How have you seen absenteeism versus presenteeism affect the workforce?
1: Well, first of all, let's talk about the three activities for seniors, because our goal here uh, from an employer perspective, from a family perspective, from uh, our perspective, is to increase the period of time when seniors are well and decrease the period of time when they're sick. When I used to work in Florida, I always uh, had a caption of uh, um, St. Augustine in the background, and I talked about seniors sipping from the fountain of youth. And what we're talking about are three activities, social, intellectual, and physical activities. From a social perspective, we know from a uh, 2010 Brigham Young study that uh, social isolation is as difficult on a senior's health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. You know, intellectually, we know from a, uh, a study on a group of nuns done in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, that if we go ahead and increase the amount of intellectual activity, even though the person, the senior mayor may not have Alzheimer's disease, uh, they're not going to show the sy- symptoms. And then the third thing, which is... Uh, very important is physical activity. And we're looking at physical activity in a couple ways. First of all, if we go ahead and make sure that seniors go to their uh, doctor age appropriate number of times a year, we're going to figure out a way to look at early intervention and prevention. So that's one thing. But the second thing is that there are five major illnesses of seniors, hips, heart, depression, diabetes, and dementia. Let me slow down. Hips, heart, depression, diabetes, and dementia. The only thing we know that slows down all five of those illnesses is physical exercise. So, from our perspective, if we do social, intellectual, and physical activities, we start that whole process of increasing the period of time when seniors are well and decreasing the period of time when they're sick. So, that's the first and foremost Issue both from a business perspective and from our perspective.
0: Right, it's 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 a total proactive approach rather than a reactive approach.
1: Right. So the second thing is, how does this help the workplace? Um, it's been a while since I've looked at the literature, but there's a, a lot of literature out there on absenteeism and presenteeism. First uh, and foremost, let's talk about absenteeism. It's generally the oldest daughter that probably has responsibility not only for her family, but for her aging parents. And depending on what the oldest daughter does, my expectation is they're probably very productive in the workforce. And they're going to lose a certain amount of work, miss a certain amount of work because they're taking care of these aging parents. So, that's a huge problem for a lot of businesses from the perspective of, of absenteeism, right? In our uh, facility, we give six weeks of vacation, uh, actually vacation and sick leave um, when you come to this agency. And then we try to help people with whatever they need to do, not only for their kids, but also for their parents. So, we think of ways to, to decrease absenteeism, but every time one of our workers are absent, it's a cost to the organization as well. The second thing that we have in many organizations is something called presenteeism. So, people come to work, particularly this oldest daughter comes to work and she's uh, trying to do things for her parents or her children or both, and she does that and that spills into her lunch time, uh, spills over into the business time, Uh, takes most of her breaks, and again, spills over in the business time. So, we're looking at substantial costs to every business, not only of absenteeism, but also for presenteeism. So, the perspective is, how do we, through employee assistance programs, better education of uh, workers, better education of employers, how do we help them through this process? And that's the discussion we want to
0: have. Right. Well, it also sounds like if you're more proactive on the care of the seniors in the first place, and, and if healthcare professionals are implementing these social, intellectual, and physical activities for the seniors, then there's going to be less of a need for whoever the family caretaker is to have to take off from work or to have to be distracted from work and then, and then cost that business money because they're distracted or they're completely absent.
1: Well, we're confident that we can slow it down. With social, intellectual, and physical activities, but as you as you know, um, what what's the saying? There's only two things certain in life: death and taxes. Right. Um, not a pleasant scenario, but if people can live happily and as healthy as possible for as long as possible, that's our goal.
0: So, what are some ways that healthcare professionals or the healthcare industry in general is is working with businesses? To make it easier for those caretakers, um, because it does seem like an, inevi- an inevitable thing that is going to happen, and people are going to be distracted by it. People are going to have to take time off of work. So, how do you make that an easier process and one that doesn't affect the bottom line?
1: Well, we're, we're looking at employee assistance programs, and the many employee assistance programs have help, uh, lack of a better word, contacts, lack of a better word, to organizations like ours that can help for senior care. So if you go ahead and you're an employer and uh, one of your employees has issues with their parents, we can do a free assessment. And that free assessment will will try to talk about what the avenues are, again, to keep that uh, parent in their homes as long as possible uh, and as healthy as possible. So, organizations like ours, uh, certainly there are financial organizations out there that anything from a a reverse mortgage or uh, something of the like to help the senior, again, remain confident in their own surroundings that uh, we're not fighting the surroundings with respect to the health of that senior. That's always a plus. Um, Banks often are helpful. Insurance companies are helpful. Clergy are helpful. So there's a lot of helpful Opportunities for people and businesses in this space. I just think they need to reach out more.
0: Well, it just needs to be a constant conversation of first understanding that you know it is an inevitable thing, and people are going to have to you know if they're if these programs aren't in place, they are going to have to take some time off, or they might be distracted by it. And so it's uh, it's all about framing it in a way that empowers people or gives them the option to to sort of di- divert that care to someone who might have more time on their hands, and but not in a way of like, I don't want to do this, but just in a way of that, like, you know, if I miss work, I'm going to, you know, not only maybe take all my paid time off and then now I'm not getting paid, but, you know, affecting the company as well by just di- disappearing or being mentally absent.
1: Yeah, we uh, we have 290 employees here and, you know, significant percentage of those Employees are going to take advantage of the Family Leave Act, which is a very powerful, useful um, piece of legislation. And I think it's great for families, but it does impact businesses. And the question is, how do we go ahead and manage that to a better level? And some of these employee assistance programs, I think help. I think one of the first things that needs to happen is we need a little bit more empathy and we need a little bit more empathy in everything we do. Um, So, it's very difficult particularly for an employer to say, well, hey, you know, Mary, what's happened with Mary? Her productivity is going down. Um, Why is that going down? Do we need to look at having some sort of uh, employee development plan, improvement plan for her? But you don't know anything that's going on. Not necessarily, Mary by definition doesn't have to share that with you, but to the extent that she does, it's probably necessary to have some empathy in that space, knowing that Mary's always been a great employee, so something is amiss. So again, employee assistance programs uh, may be the first step, um, other steps that employers can make is to uh, bring in organizations that can talk about these things. Alzheimer's is a big issue and it's going to be a, a bigger issue as time goes on. So how do we go ahead and slow down that process when we have the ability to slow it down? And having that discussion with people in the workplace seems to to me to make a lot of sense. Um, the other issue of course is the financial issue and something that businesses probably need to talk about with their accountants and their their finance people but there has to be ways to to mitigate some of the losses potential losses because of employee absence and those are again discussions that they may need to have with people in that space so so for example, what, what are you talking about? Well, one of the things that we're talking about in our organization is floaters. So, we're looking at hiring in some more people at an expense so that when someone takes leave because of a family, uh, family emergency, we can go ahead and put one of those floaters in there to go ahead and take over their caseload for a certain period of time until they get back.
0: Well, yeah, it feels like it should be a no-brainer for businesses to encourage these kind of programs because when you look at the cost of absenteeism and, and presenteeism, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty hefty. And the bottom line for businesses: how do we save money? You know, people are going to be taking paid time off. People are going to have sick days, or people are going to have these sort of these sort of last minute uh, these last minute things that are going to come up. Whether it's taking care of their elderly grandparent, their elderly parent, whatever it might be, it's inevitable. And if if companies aren't looking for the best way to solve these issues and aren't looking at that bottom line, then, well, yeah, of course it's going to affect them. So why are you still seeing this be an issue for businesses? Why isn't this super ubiquitous across the map? And why are businesses still struggling to... Um, to make this an easy thing for people to take that time off or to find some employee assistance programs um, that take the weight off their shoulders so they can focus on work?
1: Uh, That's a good question. We've been looking at presenteeism and absenteeism now for about 15 years. Now, maybe the point is, is that the baby boomer generation, the full issue of retirement of the baby boomer generation hasn't really hit all employers yet. That could very well be part of it. Um, It could very well be that um, employers don't necessarily think about a lot of these things until it hits them personally. Um, There are a whole bunch of reasons probably out there. My expectation is that if you look at things over the next five years, we're going to see more and more employers doing more and more In this space just to keep consistency at the bottom line, but also providing that empathetic reaction to what some of their employees are going through.
0: All right, Dr. Beach, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Uh, I enjoyed chatting on this and I think we got some some great insight. Uh, Hopefully, businesses make this a a little easier moving forward um, because like we've said over and over on this chat, it is pretty inevitable. Like you said, death and taxes are the only two surefire things in this life. So it's um, it, it's about finding the best way to approach this and finding the best way to not affect the bottom line. So thanks for your insight. I appreciate your time. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles and video content from your favorite industries.